You're listening to the Joy Junkies Show podcast, episode 357. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 357. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, 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 hey. How you doing? Good. How are you? I am in need of a recharge. Yes. You reminded me That's right. of my language. Mm-hmm. I was saying mm-hmm. I feel so tired. And then I was going, you know what? I'm in need of a recharge. Yes. I'm... I like that wording better. Yeah. Just I... And it's been crazy thunder and lightning today. It has. We we probably need to do a little disclaimer at the top of the show. Yeah. Yeah. If you hear that booming in the back, it's not somebody shaking a, an aluminum siding. No, that's just the that's Mother Nature out <laughs> here in North Carolina, which North is Carolina. very odd to me that it'll be a gorgeous day. It'll be yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. And then boom, boom, rain clouds and it'll just torrential downpour. Downpour. Like I got I went for like from five the, minutes for though. The gro- well, this was about twenty five. I okay. w- I went from the grocery store to my car and it looked like I got out of the shower. Well, and and at the same time, it's hot. That's what's so yeah. It's not crazy hot today. Though. Weird to adjust to. But you're right. I know. Hot rain to cold rain is not right. It just doesn't. I look outside and I see it all rainy, and I think, ooh, beanie mm-hmm. and my rain boots and like cozy up. Right. And then I get out there and it's like 96. It's like rip your clothes off. It's ridiculous. Oh my God. So anyway, nobody gives a shit about any of that. (laughs) Hey, people can relate to that. But It's relatable. It is relatable. It's totally relatable. Yeah. We're super, soup's relatable, babe. (laughs) We have a topic today. I was just telling Mr. Smith before we hit record. We're going to be talking about speaking up for yourself. And We have done so many different podcasts throughout the years that have been around different nuances of speaking up, specifically tough conversations, some communication hacks, how to talk to your partner, how to say no, boundaries, all of these very nuanced pieces of speaking up for yourself. But I wanted to do more of a meta view or a general view for those of you out there who can relate to this notion of I'm constantly kicking myself later saying, I wish I would have said this, that, or the other, uh-huh. you know, sort of that replaying of we all do it. things that have gone on. If you're in that situation or if you know that you are constantly putting everybody in front of yourself or people-pleasing, I know you had a client the other day who was saying just dealing in her business – having a difficult time having the words to speak up for herself in her business. So I want to give some really great principles that I think everybody can relate to and some kind of guideposts of how to navigate how that might look for you in your specific situation. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Some good stuff. It's kind of, I was like, I haven't done a speaking up podcast, like just how to speak up for yourself in like five years, something crazy. So, but yeah, of yeah. course, let's let's keep it light. Oh, 
By the way, I need to give out a fucking cold prickly. Oh, really? Before we get into this, okay, I there was some woman, a Karen, a total Karen. <laughs> uh, is this a Karen that is you this speak a Karen of? situation? I wish I had the name. Poor I, Karen. I would put her on such blast right now. That gave us like not a good review on on iTunes because oh, really? of this part because we talk. Really? She's like, get to the information. And I was like, Karen, how about your podcast, though? <laughs> how about you come at me with your podcast? How about you do the program that, that uh, Amy has, and then you'll get all the information you need. <laughs> how about don't be a Karen in my <laughs> iTunes reviews? I just find, like, I find that so brazen and rude that something that you get completely for free that that people put all this effort into. I have listened to plenty of podcasts where I'm like, oh, no, not for me. But I'm not going to take my happy Karen ass over to iTunes <laughs> and be like, dirt, 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 this thing I get for free, these are all the things that I'm pissed off about. Just fucking move on. Right. It's not for you. It's not for you. It's not for <laughs> you. It's not for you. But. It, yes. So that Karen gets another fucking cold, cold prickly. prickly. Because we have not used cold pricklies enough. And I forgot about that until we just started. Perfect time for a cold prickly. I do have to say there are hundreds of you who are my badass bitches. Yeah. Who have given us five-star reviews. That's true. Yeah. And I cannot thank you enough for that. I know that it takes a decent amount of effort to do that. And we're not above begging for it. But (laughs) I want to send you all... A warm, warm fuzzy. fuzzy. Yay! Up in this bitch. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we pissed off Karen enough by Good. all of this fluff that uh, yeah. we're putting out Good. here. Good. This is for you, Karen. And this so is all the let, fluffiness that let you Let me desire. know about your podcast <laughs> so I can give you a fucking critique. <laughs> and let me speak to a your free, manager. free podcast, by I'm going to want to speak to your manager. Free podcast. <laughs> Get out of here. Which is her 14-year-old. I love that you went, a Karen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, a Karen sighting? <laughs> okay, it's your segment. It's your segment. Oh, yeah. We do a segment each week that we like to call. Would you rather? It's dedicated to Karen. It's dedicated to Karen. <laughs> this week's Would You Rather is, would you rather discover that space aliens are superiorly intelligent to us. Okay. Or inferior intelligently to us. Oh, wow. I think my assumption is that they are far superior. Well, I think like that's, that's, what, sort of... that's what's kind of promoted, right? Is that in order for them to contact us, they have to have more intelligence than we do because we've been trying. Right, right. right. But what if it was like we contacted a planet that – um, had life on it like a friggin' sea slug or something. Right. Or some kind of crazy bug yeah. that didn't have All intelligence, right? Didn't have consciousness or something yeah. like that, right? It, everything is portrayed as either some kind of crazy virus that comes down out of a meteor or they're in a spaceship. Or what if it's some sort of natural cosmic 
interruption where they get dropped here and they didn't mean to. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and, like and they're like, what the fuck the is this? And hopefully who's they get, your don't president? get dropped right now. <laughs> I was gonna say, hopefully they don't get dropped right now. I think that was kind of the inspiration for this one was what if aliens came down and saw what the hell's going on right now? What would they think? Well, I'm I like, what think if they didn't think? Our the the sheer hubris of our of of womankind because I'm, I'm done <laughs> saying mankind. I like it. Bullshit. The the hubris that we have that we are so intelligent right, and right. and how we dominate animals even mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being at the top of the food chain how we abuse that and how we think we are just far superior i i don't know i th- so the question is what would i want it to be yes what would you rather what would i ra- <laughs> the segment is actually called what would you, what would you rather so it's would you rather discover that they're discover. superior in intelligence to ourselves or inferior in intelligence to ourselves? I think right now, I don't know if I can handle another fucking threat <laughs> in 2020. And someone who had superior intelligence could be a threat. Yes. Well, someone who isn't could too. They could carry bugs with them or – They could be running the country. That's right. They could <laughs> run the country. Yes. <laughs> Maybe they already have. <laughs> Maybe they are already in the White House. <laughs> I, but I, 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 I mean, Murder Hornets was bad enough. Yeah, that was just for a second. Like that was like three blinks. Uh, well, then we realized that they they're only murdering other hornets. They're not actually murdering humans. Humans, right? They're just superior in the hornet category. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but just with the social unrest and you can't deal with another epidemic. I, I can't deal with an. I'm all. That'd be 2020 though. Like yeah, it would, that'd be so 2020. <laughs> that's so 2020. <laughs> 2020 coming in hot. Hashtag so 2020. Oh my god. I feel like I would rather that they had some intelligence above ours to help us figure out how to manage this shit a little bit better. Yeah. I think that's where I'm going to go. But what if- I'm going to go with the ultimate optimistic view that I normally have. Okay. And that is that they would come here to do good. Well, I also wonder about that too. Like with extreme intelligence, are we like last week's pod, are we talking emotional intelligence as well? Like where they're really is they this like benevolent robots? good for all? That's a good question. I really didn't think that through, but I think just just intellect at this point we'll we'll keep intellect. Maybe we'll do okay. an emotional alien next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> for all you emos out there. All right. So we would love to hear what you ra- would rather. Mr. Smith's going highly intellectual. I'm going bottom of the barrel, low That's intellect. Like, just bring the sea slugs. Yeah, bring the sea slugs. <laughs> we want to hear from you, and we discuss it every week over in our After Hours community. After Hours. I cued you hard for that. Got, so yeah. if you would have missed you that, I would have thrown this eye. tissue box at your head. <laughs> I was waiting for it this week. <laughs> we have a Facebook group, and it is such a great place to connect with other people who are like-minded and on the same journey as you. And on Mondays, we always discuss the would you rather. And it's really funny to, to listen to everybody's perspectives and their rationale for why they chose that. And you kind of get to know people a little bit better that way. I do an extra bonus training every month where I sound off on additional things that you might be up against. So for example, I'm going to be talking about a lot of the speaking up stuff. You could 
slide into our DMs over in the After Hours community and say, hey, here's a specific situation I'm up against. And and many of the students have in there. Many of the After Hours clubsters have asked me, here's what I'm dealing with with an aunt. Here's what I'm dealing Hmm. with. Even recently, like speaking up around social injustice and, and racial equality and things like that. Have they slip and slided into your DM though? Uh, that's the latest thing you don't know you don't get to make up stuff like <laughs> no, that no it is you're the everybody's one slipping me, and sliding in the dms these days you're the one who told me i saw it on the talk tick <laughs> i did i did say that I did. all right enough of this smith family shenanigans yeah okay karen you're satisfied now we <laughs> don't can, call now me we can, karen not you oh i'm talking about the listener oh yeah now she can skip to this part yeah 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 skip to like where are we S- yeah to minute 12 or whatever minute 12 yeah and I'm so glad you didn't have to pay good money for that. Right. All irritated. <laughs> it just makes me I cannot stand entitlement yeah, and yeah. I feel like I give away so much you do. for free. You do. For sure. That I'm just like come at me, bro. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> come at me, bra. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That. Right. Keep, just keep it feminine. Let's keep it gender nonconforming. <laughs> All right. So we are going to talk about six ways to start speaking the fuck up for yourself. You guys ready for this? Or I should say, you all ready for this. I'm trying not to say guys. It's oh, inclusive. Say y'all. 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 I know North, it's great. You're from North Carolina. Say y'all. I, I'm not from here. You are now. But it feels very natural, I will say. It does. It does. It does. All right. Number one. I want you to start by taking an inventory of what you constantly and chronically complain about Hmm. as it relates to other people in your world. So I'm going to give you a couple of places, and the first item of business is going to be looking at this inventory. Where are the places that I silence myself? And one of those places that we can look, usually a, a really accurate entry point, is When we come home from work and we tell our partner all about our horrible boss or all about Karen in accounting or all about (laughs) Karen on iTunes, Karen on iTunes reviews, (laughs) Apple podcast, I guess it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever, Apple. And that is one of those cases. Or let's say your partner drives you batshit. There's something that he or she does. And you tell your best friend all about it. Or there's something that your best friend does, but you tell your mom all about it. And these other parties are getting quite an earful about what you really think and how you really feel. (laughs) But instead of actually addressing it with the person who could make a difference in the relationship, you're telling parties who are either going to collude with you or who are uh, some sort of comfort to you typically. Yeah. Or And then sometimes they're irritated. They don't want to hear it. And then you get pissed because you don't have a place to vent. There's that. You ever have that where it's like, well, why don't you do something about it? And it's like, that's not what I wanted to hear from right, you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that to you uh, one, two, three, four, three thousand times. Exactly. And I'm like, no, what I need to <laughs> start over. 
<laughs> okay, so there's a couple other places to look for this inventory as well. What are the scenarios or the situations that have happened in your day in and day out life? Oftentimes it's work related or family related that you ruminate on, it that you replay over and over again. This person said this. I said this. And you just kind of replay this story. And then I don't know if anyone else does this. My guess is quite a few people do. I would act out what I wish I would have said and taken that person to school. Mm-hmm. I did this a lot when I was younger. Oh, yeah. I've like I've done that where I lose sleep recounting the conversation. Yes. And redoing it in a way that I feel more comfortable with it. Like, and then, I should have said this or I should have done that. You know, like but then you get sad that that's not really what happened. That's not what really happened. And then you still get, yeah. and then it's frustrating, right? Yeah, and then you sure. start beating yourself up and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Another way you can kind of gauge this inventory is to write down any specific times where you were caught off guard. And this can happen a lot of times in workplace situations or when somebody confronts you with something and you weren't anticipating that request, you weren't anticipating the confrontation. And so you do what we most of us do is we do fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. Most of the time, if you are more so in that people-pleasing nature or you tend to put people in front of yourself, that means that you you just kind of freeze. You stay quiet or you kind of flee. Okay, yes, sure, whatever I need to do to get away from this situation. Yeah. And then there are, there are those of us who our instinct is combat, is the fight. Yeah, well, yeah, there's those. But I will say a majority of people that I I interact with tend to be the ones who start to over-apologize for themselves. How can I make this person not upset with me? How can I smooth this over? And tend to that a little bit more. Now, there might be some of you who have certain situations, like at work, because I'm in a position of authority, I have no problem with boundaries. I have Mm -hmm. no problem speaking up for myself. But Lord, help me with my family. Right, right. That's when I get stepped on. So it could be something like that. So take that inventory. Where are those situa- situations that you ruminate on? Who are the people you constantly complain about? Because it's probably something there you need to start speaking up with. Sure. Write down any of those scenarios that you were caught off guard and write down what you wished you would have expressed. What did I want to convey? All right. Number two. This is more of a conceptual thing that I need you to wrap your head around. Understand why we are so afraid to speak up. The reason why we are so afraid to speak up is because it registers in our mind, in our brain, as a threat. Okay. Even if we've talked, you know, we've talked about on the show before, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is basically a pyramid of our human needs. Starting at the very bottom with our our basic human needs of food, shelter, sex, etc. And then it moves up through that pyramid and one of the other needs is a sense of belonging. That we need to be a part of a community. And what that meant for our ancestors was you had to be a part of some sort of tribe in order to survive. If you did not belong in that grouping, that meant impending death. Sure. 
easily, right? Mm-hmm. You had to be a part of a group. That is also why we are thriving in why we thrive in connection with one another and why we did the episode a few weeks ago around loneliness and isolation during yeah. quarantine and why so many people are struggling because we are designed to connect. But what that means if we speak up and we have a, a story or a history, let's say as a child or maybe in an earlier relationship or at a different workplace where we spoke up and we were met with opposition, we were met with criticism or even rejection, we were told, "I, you're not valuable. I don't want you. Hmm. What happens then in the mind is we go, I might die. If people don't accept me. If people don't like what I have to say when I speak up, I might die. It's a primitive response. It's a primitive response. That's exactly right. And it is the reason why we get so tentative and so nervous about speaking up. It's, It's not on a conscious level. Like none of us think, oh, if I speak up to my in laws, I might die. None of us think that. But I want you to understand that this is a subconscious lizard brain wiring of the way that we operate as humans. We are designed to desire belonging. It's one of the reasons why we turn to people-pleasing as a coping mechanism. Interesting. We we think this is how I can say, stay safe. Hmm. On the surface level, it's this is how I can make friends. This is how people can like me. On a primitive level, this is how I can stay safe. Wow. That's crazy. So that's number two. Understand why we are so afraid of speaking up. Because the last thing that's going to be helpful is beating yourself up going, why can't I be so assertive? Why can't I be so confident? Well, it's part of our body trying to take care of us going, here's how you can stay safe. And I think one of the big things to know about this to help anchor this in is that what you have to say matters. And knowing that what you have to say may lead to some uncomfortable emotions, may lead to some uncomfortable interactions, but you will not die. Right. You, you might get dismissed. You might get dismissed. <laughs> right. And, and you will survive die. it. Yeah. You will survive it. And one of the things we talk about and we spend an entire week on in Deep Down and Dirty, which is my my primary program, the way in which I work with students and clients, is this term that I use called being fear optimized. That when we go into a, a uncomfortable situation, myself very much included, when I have a conversation that's difficult, when I have to, even when I have to, the other day at Trader Joe's, someone was up on me in line and I was like, six feet, bitch, like get back. Right. She was, And I, of course I didn't say that. That's <laughs> right. what I'm thinking. That's what you're going through your head. Yeah. But I'm like, I cannot teach people about speaking up and not tell her to move back. Yeah. But even in those moments, I experience fear. And then my whole idea is, to ma- optimizing is making as useful and as effective as possible. So if we are going to have fear, no matter what, how can we behave from a place of courage? How can we take this fear and optimize it? How right. can we behave from a place of bravery? So it's not that you're not going to be scared to have to speak up for yourself. You sure as fuck are. Right. But you have to operate from that place of fear optimization, from that place of courage. And so I said... <laughs> Can you please scoot back? Thank you. Like all nice, all, right? Yeah. Grace and kindness. 
and there was a part of me that was like, is she going to attack me? Is she going to be verbally abusive to me? Mm. And then I have to remember all of these things. You are not going to die unless mm. she gives you COVID because she's so <laughs> if she stands close. You might. <laughs> she's so close. You might die from not speaking up. Exactly, and and that really <laughs> heightened it for me. I kind of went, no, I need you to move back, you mm-hmm. know, and and told her, will you please stand back? How did she take it? She looked at me kind of irritated, but she did it. Uh, She was not speaking English, and I'm not exactly sure what the language was that she was speaking. I'm sure her and her, I think it was like her mother, her mother-in-law she was with, I'm pretty sure they started talking shit on me. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't matter. I I honestly don't care. And then when I went in, I said to her afterwards, I said, thank you so much. You know, wanting, again, to stand in that place of grace and kindness. Yeah. But- that's what what I really want you to understand about this is you will have to kind of fight that natural inclination to flee. Just and stay quiet. Don't stir the pot. Don't rock the boat. Don't open a open, can of worms. Yep. Yeah, all all of the idioms for shut the fuck up. <laughs> all right. So we got number two. Number one, take the inventory. Number two, understand that this is a piece of our wiring. And this isn't one of the huge pieces that we talk about in Deep Down and Dirty is just that our voice matters to begin with. And this is something that I see over and over and over again. It's almost two parts in Deep Down and Dirty. It's this first part of actually believing in your own worthiness, that you are valuable, that you are enough, that what you have to say is valuable and meaningful and matters. And then it's the external component of what does that actually sound like? Hmm. So I have people all the time who will say, here's a situation that's happening with my sister. How, how do I address this? How do I talk this through? Here's a situation that I'm having with my boss and other people that I work with. How do I handle this? I'm having this situation with my partner and my roommates. I need to express this. How do I go about it in the most effective way? And it's too parts of that. It's the internal piece of, damn it, I am allowed to speak up for myself, right? And there's a whole process in getting you even to that place. Sure. And then it's the external piece, which is the semantics, the logistics. Here are the ways that you go about a boundary or saying no or having a tough conversation. So Mm -hmm. if you are interested in Deep Down and Dirty, I highly, highly, highly suggest that you go to the joyjunkie.com slash workshop. That will also be located in our show notes page. And that workshop talks about all of this stuff, about the reasons why we people please, the reasons why we have such a tight grip on perfectionism, the reason we self-doubt, how we blame others, the role of our subconscious mind and our conscious mind and why you can listen to a shit ton of podcasts and nothing sticks. Hmm. There's a very specific reason for that. So if you are interested in untangling all that and you think a deeper dive like this program, it spans almost four months. Pretty comprehensive, yeah. It really is. People tell me all the time, this changed my life. In fact, I did one of those things on Facebook the other week that was like, explain in one GIF how we met, right? Yeah. And all these people came out of the woodwork and did it. It was really fun. But I had a bunch of students who dropped GIFs that said, like, taught me to speak up or changed my life or things like yeah, that. And I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't even uh. I didn't expect all this life-changing stuff. But anyway, <laughs> your first step is the workshop. 
have a watch through that. You'll know very quickly if Deep Down and Dirty is for you or not. And then at the very end, you'll have an opportunity to book a call with a member of my team. And you can discuss, obviously that call is completely complimentary, but you can discuss what you're dealing with, And then if Deep Down and Dirty as a program would be a good fit for you. So start with thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. All right, moving on to number three. Try on this notion. This is sort of a new belief or a new mantra that you are responsible for your intention, not your reception. And I really need to clarify that a lot right now because the word intention is floating around a lot in the social justice community. Okay. So what I want to be very, very clear about with you are responsible for your intention is you are responsible for who you are, how you are behaving, how you are showing up, how you are conducting yourself. You are not responsible for how other people receive that. You are not responsible for that reception. You are responsible for your own education, (laughs) your own wit, your own eloquence, your poise, your grace, your kindness, all of those things are your yours to manage. But you cannot make everybody happy. There are always going to be people when you speak up with your in-laws who don't agree with how you choose to feed your children. They don't understand why they can't just throw a bunch of fish sticks or McDonald's or whatever at them. And you're like, please respect how we've chosen to feed our children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are always going to be people who do not get what these boundaries or these decisions or these areas that you need to speak up for yourself. Uh, that's an important, important fact. So, so try that on, and I'll, I'll give you an example. At the time of the election in 2016, I did a podcast around dealing with the presidency, and I'll tell you the response to that podcast was all across the board. Some people said, thank God, I had no idea how I was going to navigate the holidays. Some people said, oh, I didn't even catch it. I tried to stay away from politics, which I'm like, okay, hello, privilege. And then there were other people who were like, I can't believe this. You've lost a a listener, blah, 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 blah. And then in engaging with them, it was very clear that they had not even listened to the episode. Wow. Which was crazy. But it was a provocative title. It was how to Uh deal with the Trump presidency. So they assumed that it was all vitriol. Yeah, but it wasn't. And it wasn't at all. I went back and I looked at my intention. I looked back at who am I being? How did I show up? Did I portray a message that I'm not proud of or that I can't stand behind? No, 100%. My side of the road is clean. I feel good about it. Whether people give me accolades or criticism, I'm not responsible for that. I'm only responsible for how I showed up. And am I proud of that? Yes or no? Yeah. And it was yes. That's great. That's great. Gosh, that's such a powerful tool. It, it's, like it's a powerful uh, place to be. Yeah. What I mean by powerful is it's empowering. Yeah. Like it gives you freedom. Yeah. Of it doesn't really count what you think. I showed up the way that I feel best. Yeah. Right? Well, and there it's it's very interesting too with a lot of the conversations around social justice too that – Our responsibility, each and individual, every individual one of us, is still to progress our learning, is still to continue to listen, but to listen with with an element of critical thinking. And one of the things that I've been anchoring into a lot lately 
thanks to an amazing social justice class that I'm taking, is being guided by my personal values. And my personal values have a very specific way about conversation. Mm -hmm. And so, again, we're responsible for that. We're responsible mm -hmm. for our impact. We're responsible for our how we show up, how that is why I'm always talking about grace and kindness, that you can't come out and try to be an authority on something that you are not educated on. You know, like don't start speaking up about shit that you don't know about. But if you do, if you if it is something that you feel strongly about, do it with grace and kindness. A moment ago, you said um, <clears throat> we're not responsible for we're responsible for our impact. Yeah. What is the difference between that and other people's thoughts on what you did or how you said something? Right. Like, to me, that is impact. Is that the same or no? That is a really, really great question. And it's something that I grappled with a little bit as well. I find that your impact is directly related to your intention. So a perfect example of this would be a cult leader. Okay. Their intention and therefore their impact is one of malice and control. So you are responsible for how you are behaving uh, when it lands in that fashion. Gotcha. When it's fueled from that intention. And again, we're getting nuanced and things like that. Sure, but sure. But what we can't and, – and sometimes it's really tricky to unpack that because somebody will say, hey, you came across like this and you have to really look at is that their truth or my truth? Right, right. I think that's what I'm getting at. And that – I can't give you a very specific linear sure, example. Be situational. Because it's going to be different. But here's what I do always come back to is that energy cannot be created or destroyed. Mm -hmm. So if you have a negative vitriolic – energy going at somebody, whether or not it is valid or not, you still have responsibility that you are hurling that energy that direction. Like uh, cutting somebody off on the freeway, right? Exactly. Yeah. If you are hurling energy at somebody in a package that is unbefitting of you or that is menacing in any way, you're responsible for that. Okay. So, okay. That makes sense. All right. Thanks for the segue or the sidebar. Yeah. Number four, decide on what sort of speaking up situation you are dealing with. Now, we've got tons of additional resources here. So we will link to all of these in the show notes. I operate from one major thought process here, and that is do not allow your silence to make you a liar. <laughs> we have talked about yeah. this in a lot of different shows. For sure. But there are different ways of speaking up. There's sort of a quick and assertive. That's when some, you know, like the situation at Trader Joe's. Yeah, I'm not getting into a big old boundary conversation. I'm not getting into a big, tough conversation. I'm just saying, hey, I need you to move back. Or maybe it's somebody at work and you say, actually, I'm not able to take that on this week. Or that came across really offensive. I'm, I'm sure that wasn't your intention, but this, that's how it landed over here kind of thing. Those are those kind of quick situations. Uh, another example are people asking you to donate or sign petitions or buy things. Those are when we have to speak up for ourselves. And they're, they're kind of just quick, short, 
assertive situations. Now, for some people, those are incredibly difficult. And and they find themselves signing every fucking petition and giving to every organization without doing any due diligence or whatever it happens to be. So that could be one of the types of speaking up. The other is one around boundaries. This is where you have a very specific request for something to either stop or something to start in any type of relationship. It could be work relationship, familial, spousal, children, whatever. And we'll definitely link to the boundaries pod because I go into that much more in depth. And that is sort of a what I will tolerate, what I will not tolerate going forward. And then tough conversation, this is when it is, it's more collaborative. It's more, I want to also hear what the other person has to say. It's not as much a line in the sand of mother-in-law, you cannot feed this to my kids anymore. Hard line, right? right? Tough conversation is, I would love to really hear your political views. You know, or here's where I'm at. Here's why that comes off offensive. What does that feel like for you? Gotcha. What it, where you're actually in a collaborative relationship, but it's tough. Or uh, like my best friend and I, when we do business together and there's certain division of labor, having tough conversations about here's how that landed. Here's how that was frustrating for me. How can we switch things up? How can we, how can we both be honored? Hmm. So decide right now which are the, which type of speaking up is kind of your Achilles heel. Which one of those is, wow, I really need a, hey, this is no longer tolerable. I'm not going to accept this anymore. Is it more of I need to have deep, thoughtful conversation with my partner about moving across the country or about having children or about religion? Or is it those hard and fast, like quick, like I need you to stand back or please don't talk to me in that manner? What are the speaking up opportunities for you? Okay. Number five, craft a plan and start gearing up. Now, you will have a bunch of different ideas about this in the other supplemental pods that we've done before, depending on if it's a boundaries or if it's more of a tough conversation type of thing. But you want to just... Decide on these specific lines, like the actual verbiage you may want to say in the future and rehearse. So when you go back and look at your inventory of here's times when I didn't know what to say, write out here's what I do want to say next time and rehearse the fuck out of it. Wow. Okay. So put in some work. It does. It takes some work, right? But if we want to be different, we actually have to put in some effort to change things. Oh, yeah. So, for example, let's say you have a problem with saying no. We'll definitely link to saying no podcast. You have a difficult time saying no. And your inclination is to always say, sure, absolutely. I'll be there. I'll do that. I'll take it on. I'll take that project, whatever. Instead, maybe you craft a line of, I'm going to need to get back to you on that. How soon do you need to know? And that's your new statement. And so you rehearse the fuck out of it. I'm going to need to check my schedule. How soon do you need to know? I'm going to need to get back to you. How soon do you need to know? I'm going to, and you over and over and over again. <laughs> or I'm not, I'm not available for that. I truly hope you can understand. I'm not available for that. I truly hope you can understand. I'm not available. So decide on the lines, on the verbiage and rehearse it. Now, if it's a tough conversation or a boundary, 
Get super clear on what you are requesting because a lot of times we go into these boundaries or we go into these tough conversations and we just want to tell the other person why they suck, why you're (laughs) blaming them. It's like, what do you want from me? Exactly. Here is what I am requesting. Here is what I'm asking for. And again, this is something that my students constantly come to me in Deep Down and Dirty. That's one of the things that I think is so beneficial is workshopping with them very specific speaking up instances huh. and crafting this exact thing. I will say, here's here's a framework. Go write a script. Come back to me and we'll pick apart the script. Don't say this. It's going to deter them over here. Say this instead. Use this type of language. Mm-hmm. And it is It's amazing. And they come back and they're like, holy shit, it works. (laughs) (laughs) And there are some times when it isn't as well received, depending on who it is they're engaging with. But they always come back saying, I am so fucking proud of myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am so proud of myself. And that's kind of the point, right? Well, that's the one thing we don't realize about speaking up is that when we are constantly and chronically shutting ourselves down and only permitting everybody else's word to be the end word, that is sending that subconscious message to yourself that your wants, opinions, and needs don't Don't matter. matter. That is that message of, I'm not enough. I don't matter. Better turn to people-pleasing. Better turn to perfectionism. Better turn to controlling. Because those are my ways Hmm. to stay safe because it's not anchored in confidence and self-worth. So number five is craft that plan, gear up, search out those other pods, depending on if you are more boundary heavy or more tough conversation heavy. And then number six, this is sort of a kind of a bonus, any type of speaking up situation. Do not take the bait. Bait. When people are confronted, when people are spoken up to, remember a lot of times they may be defensive, especially if they're used to having the final word or especially if they are not used to being requested something like, please scoot back. Do not take the bait, right? They might start hurling insults. Don't go back and start hurling insults back to them. Stay at the topic at hand. So for instance, if it was that, that gal at Trader Joe's, for me to, if she would have been like, well, why, why, oh, are you one of those, you know, crazy liberals who thinks everybody's going to get, I could go into a full-blown debate right then. Yes. But that is not what I'm talking about. I am talking about my request for you to move six feet behind me. Right. So don't, don't take the bait with other sort of like, oh, well, you want to talk about this? Well, let's talk about how you never turn your reports in on time. I'm not talking about that right now. I'm expressing to you that I am not going to be available for that meeting. Don't take the bait. It seems like the like theme I'm getting is that tough conversations means conversation. Yes. And then boundaries mean this isn't a conversation. This is a hard line. Well, there is. That's Even a, though it's a conversation. Right. If you think about a conversation or a debate, you're talking and going through things. But if you're setting a boundary, you stay on the topic of that boundary. Right. Because calling you a liberal takes it off of your boundary. That's a very great perspective. However, there are times when it's a boundary and a tough conversation. Okay. (laughs) So, for example. (laughs) I'm trying to simplify this. I know. I know. (laughs) But it's not. It's not simple. Sometimes they're a hybrid. It's like either like, for example, the telling your in-laws no more food like this for my kids. That's a hard line boundary. boundary. Very, very easy. Tough conversation might be. I think I really want a baby. 
uh-huh. and you don't, let's talk about this. And that's tough to be really honest and open about that. Hybrid conversation might be something like me and my best friend working on a project together and having a very collaborative, loving relationship, but me saying, I can no longer do these sorts of things in the business. So it's more of that hybrid uh-huh. or that her, her saying, I'm not willing to do this. Right. How can we make this come together? Yeah, so yeah. sometimes it's ba- it's both. Gotcha. But I do, I, I tried to make it really linear like that. And then I got a whole bunch of examples from students of how it was, <laughs> <laughs> how there was a hybrid. Was hybrid, right, right, right. But again, even if you're in a really tough situation or tough conversation, for example, with somebody who's volatile. And who they immediately start yelling, screaming, wanting to uh, name call. You cannot take the bait. You have to stop and say, if you continue to speak like that, I'm no longer going to engage in this conversation. I'm happy to have a calm conversation with you, but not if you're verbally abusive. That is not engaging any of the content, any of the things that they're trying to bait you in with. Right. And that is incredibly difficult and takes practice. That's one of the reasons why we talk about it all the time in Deep Down and Dirty. These are your six, okay? These are your things to start working on. Number one, get that inventory. Number two, understand why we have a difficult time speaking up altogether. Number three, understand and adopt that idea of you are responsible for your intention, not your reception. Number four, figure out which type of speaking up situation you are dealing with. What are your biggest challenges? Number five, craft a plan and start gearing up. Make sure you check the additional resources on the show notes page. We'll have a ton of other pods you can check out. And finally, number six, do not take the bait. Anything else you want to throw in the mix, baby doll? No, this was a great topic. Awesome. I feel like it's it's there's so many different nuances to it that yeah. it's it's right. But that's why you take the program so the, you can go yeah. through those, right? That's right. Yeah. And again, go into some of those in depth, more acute topics like boundaries, saying no, you know, uh, sure, tough sure. conversations. If you want some more support in those arenas, awesome. And be sure to check out that workshop. And until then, we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Miss and Mr. Smith, out. 